Welcome to Your Mastermind. My name is Mel and I'm Gabriel. And today we're going to talk about ghosting. Mm, and who's been ghosted? Let's talk about that. I was talking to one of my friends and she was saying that on apps, when you move it over to texting, you're more likely to get ghosted. Have you heard that? I think what it, I mean, it's, you know, I've always said, you know, dating nowadays is like the final four in basketball. Yeah. I think everybody's doing it. We're all, we're all whittling people down into it's somebody that we get along with. And I don't think it's so, yeah. And I think the texting makes it more real and some people can't handle the realism. And at that point they're like, oh, I don't like the way they text done, or I don't like the way they sound done. We start finding reasons to cut people out. And I mean, I think we all do it in a matter of speaking. So it's easier to get rid of somebody if there's no human connection yet. Well, she was saying that whenever you're on the app, you can remember who they are because their picture's there and their name's there. So you could keep continued communication and remember who that person is. And then when it goes to text, you don't have that anymore. But if you've ever followed any of the singles groups, I see grammar Nazis all the time. Am I that bad with <laughs> Sure, there's certain things where I'm like, did they just say then instead of then? Yeah, it'll cross my mind, but I'm not like, they're <laughs> ridiculous and stupid and they don't know how to decipher the two, so I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I don't I don't go that far. It does kind of cross my mind, but I don't go as far as to say I'm not going to talk to them because their grammar is not the best. Who cares? I don't really care about that. But there are there are those people out there. But as far as the picture goes and the, the name, what do you think? I don't think that that would really come into play. I think that what you're saying is where it becomes more real in the texting. I think that's more of a thing. Well, I think the hard part is, is that there's so much fear. And I know people say, I'm not afraid. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> How many, how many, how many memes have we seen about, oh my gosh, I really like moves. What is that? I'm catching feelings and they disappear. You're leading to the step of talking on the app, talking on the phone, texting on the phone. The next step is talking. People don't talk on the phone. Asking somebody to talk on the phone nowadays, it's like, well, I don't even know you yet. Jesus Christ. Seriously. How are you going to get to know someone? (laughs) Well, no, it, to me, it matters. And here's where I can guess I can be a little bit shallow. I, was, I did meet somebody on the app once upon a time. And, you know, she checks all the boxes. Our kids are all older. They're out of the house. And I'm going to say it. You can, you can roast me, Latinas. But if your boys are out of the house, I have a better chance of getting to know you because I know you're not babying him with the umbilical cord still attached. Um <laughs> But the minute she opened up her mouth, oh, my God, I felt like I was – I guess I'm shallow. I, I got I to gotta like the voice. And not only that, the voice also shows us education. You can tell the manner in which somebody speaks, whether they're educated or not, their vocabulary, their verbiage. It just it, – it matters. I mean – you know, and it's so funny because somebody will get upset with you, yet how many women have seen, I had to look up the word, sapiosexual. They're attracted to the mind. They're attracted oh. to the mind. 
Yeah, so it's it's like, yeah, it's sapiosexual, which means looks don't matter to me. Yeah, and your last boyfriend looked like Brad Pitt. I'm sure he was the smartest guy in the world. So it's one of those I feel like where... that's more true for women because I definitely go based on personality than I do the way someone looks at this point in my life. Well, I mean, we, we walk, we've all gone through those phases where, you know, it was, you know, all about the looks. But to me, the voice is so important because... I've sent a text that I thought I was sending something funny and she was so offended because you cannot put intonation inflection into a text. And it's so easy for to say next there's ghost. You're done. Texting is a real easy way to miscommunicate. Have you ever ghosted anyone? Oh yeah. You have? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. But hold on a second. Was it because they were crazy? Being, you know, I, I, I love the term a person of color, or as somebody said, lack of melatonin in this. She used the N word. Mm. If I have to tell you not to use it, no. If I don't well, know yeah, you. yeah, of course. So this no. is somebody that I want, I'm, I'm wanting to meet, to have a relationship with. If the way she threw that word right out there, I was done. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not her dad. I'm not going to scold her. I'm not anybody like that. I'm not your friend. I'm not going to say, you shouldn't say that. It's obvious it's in your vocabulary. Right. If you, oh, it's not that big of a word. It's just a word. Words matter. Words have intent. And if you can throw that word out there, what are you saying about everybody else? So, yeah. No. On a situation like that. Or I, I did go to someone who called me the wrong name, and I swear to God, she didn't know which guy she was talking to. <laughs> Give the girl a break. She had ADHD. She didn't write her notes down. ADHD, she didn't know who she was talking ass, to. Though. It was hard for her to decipher. She already deleted her app, which had your picture and your name. It was already moved on to text messages. <laughs> she couldn't keep track. Well, it, and let's be real. <laughs> I know people that literally, that, you know, I, and I have a girl tell me that she would always ask who I was because she said, I don't put a name next to your phone until I really know you. So I get it. Is this so-and-so? Yes. Okay, well, we're good. And then all of a sudden, she sent me a screenshot. Look, you're in my phone now. What was I going to do? Have a party? And I'm like, <laughs> so to me, maybe she didn't put the right, or maybe she knew too many Gabriels or, or whatever, because she starts going on about a what a great time she had. And not only what a great time she had, on a night where she had told me that she was going to be out with her parents. And I'm like, we're just starting to date. We're not exclusive yet. But my God, get your guys right. Yeah, get it and together, it, sister. Yeah, it was so wrong. No, I, I was like, click, done. I was done. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to tell them? Oh, you got the wrong guy? How do you fix that? <laughs> so here's the thing that you have to think about. If you've gotten ghosted in the past, it could be a couple things. Number one, he could have an avoidant attachment style. That's number one. But number two... You could have said the wrong thing that rubbed him the wrong way, like what you just said. So think about that a little bit. You know, did you say something offensive? And not everyone's going to get easily offended. But that, I mean, what you said, like that's, you should know better. I, I've talked to some people who get offended at the littlest things of maybe like a sexual comment or innuendo or whatever. That's funny to me. It's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. They're going to be maybe taking offense to it. I would probably think it was funny. Not everybody's going to. Fine. But think about what you said, if it's offensive, and you don't think that it should be offensive. 
then it's probably not the right fit for you anyway. So you shouldn't care that they ghosted you. No, okay, great. No, exactly. You know what I mean? I think one of the funnest, funniest ones that I can remember, I was getting along great with this girl. We went from the profile app messaging to, she's like, what's your number? I have no problem. I'll give out my number. And we're, we're still texting. And then we went to talking. And I go, well, I gotta, I'm headed somewhere. I'll take you with me. And she starts talking about the show, The, Talk, the Walking Dead, and how she loves a certain character. She goes, how do you feel about it? And of course, me, no filter. Did you watch that? I did. And I, I said, that. honestly, I wish he would I, I wish they would have shot the kid. And she goes, that is so mean. <laughs> oh I'm God. like, I go, I'm, I go, Rick, the dad, the guy was in a coma who comes out and sees that his best friend is banging his wife. And now his kid doesn't respect him. And this kid is a jerk. So I would, no, I have no problem with the kid getting eaten or whatever. And she hung up on me and then she texts me. She goes, you're kind of an ass, aren't you? And I, when I try to respond, it's I was blocked. I'm like, huh? It's a show. It's a show. It's not real life. But Calm people down. get so emotionally invested. I mean, come on. How many ladies crowd around and watch the great bachelor show? Let's not even talk about that. <laughs> um, so, it, so she literally, like you said, you could say something that people are emotionally invested in. I go, it's a freaking show. It's, not, it's a show. It's about zombies, no less. It's not like we're <laughs> watching a documentary on you know, I don't know what, Auschwitz or God forbid anything like that. No, we're talking about zombies. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, people. So have you ever went on a really great date and then they ghosted you in like, I don't know, maybe a week or two later and you think, what the hell happened? Because you thought things were going great. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, Yeah. And it was definitely one of those avoidance issues. Um, yeah. The date went great. We had a great time. Great everything. And now, granted, she's got a Samsung, so my texts are green to begin <laughs> with. All right? But when you're, texting with, when you're texting with an iPhone person, the texts are blue. Right. And, she, and so I could never tell. But I know when somebody got blocked one time, I, I was blocked on accident, and my text went from blue to green. So I knew I was blocked. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I remember, I, so I called her at work. I went, did you realize you blocked me? She goes, oh, my God, I was so mad at you for not contacting me. So she looked at, she was trying to edit my profile, and she ended up blocking me. So if anybody else is on this, let me know if you agree with that. But iPhone to iPhone, it's blue. If it right. turns green, you're blocked. So yeah. she was Samsung, so I never knew that I was blocked. It wasn't until I tried calling her phone, it went, and it went straight, straight to, to voicemail. Straight yeah. to voicemail. And I thought, all right, I let it go for about a week. And I said, you know, I'm going to do some stalkerish shit. I did the, was it the Star 67 or whatever? Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the call went right fucking through and she picked up. I didn't know that you can bypass it. I knew that I can block your phone well, yeah, number, because but I didn't know yeah, you could bypass the thing it. Is she's blocking. She's blocking now. I heard you can set up your phone to block all private calls and all unknown numbers. Huh, I didn't know that. But I tried her that way and it went straight through. And I just said, wow. And I hung up. I had nothing else to say to her. And of course, oh. she contacts me about a month and a half later and said that it got too real. It got too real. And I'm like, so wait a second. So if we're just bed buddies and leave the money on the counter... We're going to get along great. But the minute <laughs> I like, the minute we start saying, I miss you, I'm going to fucking find you 
disappeared, like somebody just took you away. That's crazy. No, no. And, and again, every time she tries to come back, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. No. You can only rip no, off the band so many times. Oh, no. She keeps trying to come back. And I'm like, and of course, in my mind, she does check all the boxes except for that motherfucker. Yeah. And I don't want to be the guinea pig anymore. No. So, no. no, I'm just, I'm waiting for her to come back again. So, yeah, it's been a few months, so we'll see. Yeah, so I have a friend who, I feel really bad for her. She's beautiful. She's sweet. She's intelligent. And she goes on these dates with these men, and things are going well. And then she gets ghosted. That And I just don't get it. I mean, I get it because pretty much they probably have a weight of attachment. It gets too real, like you said. They freak out and they run. But then people who have an anxious attachment style, they think that it's because of them, but it's not. I follow other relationship coaches, right? And I went on one of the relationship coaches' lives and I said, I had a great, great date. It was amazing. And then I got ghosted. Why? And this person said, because he didn't like you. Which is fine. Okay, the tough love is fine for some people. But people who've been through trauma, who get triggered very easily, I feel like there's a better way of responding to this. So I would have said, you know, maybe that person had an avoidant attachment style. And it happened to you, not because of you. Because people need to understand this is their shit, not yours. And it's what they were capable of to begin with. It's not about you. And people who have anxious attachment styles can really freak out when someone ghosts them. Or even say you're dating someone and they're not texting you back for hours. You can really start to freak the fuck out, which I used to be that way. I used to be, oh, my God. What happened? What did I do? Oh my God, he's mad at me. Oh my God. And like start to freak out and think, what did I do? He doesn't want to be with me anymore. Oh my God. Just all these thoughts coming into my mind, spiraling. And then he would text me back, Oh, sorry, I was busy at work. And I'm thinking, Holy shit. I was over here freaking <laughs> out for four hours thinking he doesn't want to be with me anymore. I mean, oh my goodness, I've come a long fucking way since that that girl. <laughs> No, and, it, and it, a lot of it is is the fact that most of us who grow up with a hard, hard exterior, we start opening up, so we don't know how to handle that. I yeah. mean, like I, I think I told you, I was part of a thread in um, that group site that we're on, that some girl came on there, and again, I'm not going to judge her because of what she said because she she brings her own experience to it, where she talked about she's so tired of the profiles or the apps and talking to men and women will ask you what your love languages are. She was, I'm tired of every man saying physical touch, physical touch. She was, is that all you men care about is sex? Instead of saying, what does physical touch mean to you? And every time a guy would say something, she just barged in on him. And before you know it, she had her little supporters saying the same thing. Like, Oh my God, you're right. And I stayed quiet until I could. And I pretty much said as a, Again, as a person of color, I'm a Mexican guy in a Mexican household with a strong Mexican dad. I never got a hug from my dad. I can name on one hand the times he hugged me prior to the age of 40. 
but mothers hug me all the time. Now, though my sister got hugged by both of them. So as a female of the same age, she got twice as many hugs as I got. So mm-hmm. for guys, yes, physical touch means something. And so when a girl's given us an emotional touch and all of a sudden she takes it away, yeah, we miss it. You take away physical, you take away physical. And it's one thing to say, I'm working. It's another, because let's be real. What do girls say the first thing when they're upset at a guy? Don't touch me. And that's a manipulation you're, tactic. It is. You're manipulating the situation. Oh, and if, if we want to go You want to hold go, the cards and that's oh. not, that's not the right way to handle oh, the situation. And, and then let's go, let's go with the verbal one. You get the text. We got to talk. For a guy, that means run. You're either pregnant or she's breaking up with you. And so I told my son about that. I said, next time a girl texts you and says, we got to talk, you respond. You bet your ass we do. And then turn your phone off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Don't fuel the fire, Gabriel. Exactly, Don't do exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't believe I said that. My son go, he calls me back and like two days later. He goes, Dad, that was so freaking great. And he remembered the, the, the Seinfeld episode. He goes, Dad, I got hand. I'm like, okay. I fucking love Seinfeld. There's so many episodes that I can totally relate to. Oh, my God. But to me, it, it is. I mean, ghosting seems to be so acceptable. Same as swiping left. It's so easy just to dismiss somebody. And it's one thing to dismiss them, like you said, on the on the text. It's another thing to have met the person, have some kind of physical interaction, whether it's just a date or whatever, and then they disappear. That, to me... I think it it comes a long way, and I think it speaks volumes of the fact that people don't know how to communicate. They don't. And they they don't want to. Well, I don't really give out my number. You can block the hell out of people. And you know people don't. We've talked about this before. People don't want to have the hard conversations. And it is uncomfortable sometimes to tell someone that's not a good fit. And to me, I think it's fine to text someone that's not a good fit. I had another episode where a guy was like, no, you need to talk to someone about it. Which he did say if someone seems more insecure that maybe you need to talk to them instead of texting, which I totally get and I understand. And from here on out, since I talked about that, if I feel like someone's a little bit more insecure and I feel like it's not working out, yes, a phone call is appropriate. But I feel like if they're confident in themselves and more secure, I feel like a text message is just fine if you're not exclusive anyway. You know what I mean? But, well, like I said, you, you're normally going to get it's so funny because I got a friend of mine. He's a really good looking guy. He has never gotten the I just didn't feel the spark. I didn't feel the vibe. I didn't feel the connection. You know why? Because you're good looking. Is it really you didn't feel the spark or he just wasn't as good looking as you want him to be? And, and it's so funny because he goes, yeah, I've never heard that before. I go, lucky you, pat, pat, pat. But he has done it. And he goes, I'd rather text. Because when I tell them on the phone or in person, they start crying. And next thing I know, I find myself wanting to comfort them because I hurt their feelings. I'm like, no. Mm. As long as you're not being a douchebag and just saying, hey, listen, I had a great time or it was great meeting you and it didn't work out. And then it's kind of like firing somebody and I wish you much luck on your endeavors. But he goes, just it's rip easier the Band-Aid. To- just rip the like Band-Aid. Said, it's easier to talk because they'll say, you never gave me a chance to say anything. Lady, you were crying for five minutes. I had to go. What do you want me to do? Stay on the phone while you're crying? And so I get his point of saying, I just text him and say, listen, it was a good time. It's just not my cup of tea. And then go about your business. Also, it's not if a goal, you do it's a communication tr- issue. Yeah. Well, also, too, if you try to communicate it, phone call, and it is somebody who's insecure, 
they will try to guilt you back into the relationship. That's not going to work. It's going to make you feel bad because you're still going to, at the end of the day, if you have your boundaries held strong, tell them it's not a good fit. And they're almost going to be begging and you're still going to hopefully not fall for that and just continue to say it's not going to work. It's not a good fit. But some people just don't know how to take no for an answer when you're no, trying well, to figure out that's them. the reason. And I'll give them that. It's much easier to say, I didn't feel the vibe. I didn't feel the connection because you can be vague. That's totally vague. As opposed to saying it's not a good fit. And you're thinking, what do you mean it's not a good fit? We make the same money. We have the same number of kids. We have the same income. We have the same education. Where was the fit wrong? And now you have to justify why you don't want to be there anymore. So but I you understand. really don't. At the end of the day, if it's no. a no, it's a no. And I no, feel like a lot of people think they have to justify their actions and you don't. When you say it's not a good fit, end of story, there's no explanation needed, you're done. You shouldn't have to justify your actions or explain it or over explain it. It's it's done deal. It's done. Yeah, but I, th I don't think a lot of people want to have, like you said, that hard conversation because the attitude is I don't really owe them anything. I've known them for don't. what, a week, two weeks? So why, when they start, again, but the, the thing is, they're saying, I don't owe them a phone call. It's just going to be a text. I Let's don't think that anybody is owed a phone call, but after I, whatever episode number it is, and I can put in the show notes, where <laughs> the guy tells me if he's more insecure, you should do a phone call. That made me really think, okay, I need to do a phone call. But at the end of the day, if they are that insecure, they're probably going to try to reel you back in, guilt you. Which I've been guilted before, and I said, you know, you guilting me, that's not what somebody who cares about somebody else would do, is try to manipulate you. And I feel like you're trying to manipulate the situation, and it's not going to work out for me. No, Because I, I don't want I think, somebody to, don't flip a script on me. Don't do it. No, but I think that's the real main reason I'm ghosting. It's, it's, no, emo, it's no emotional attachment. It's easier just to say nothing just to disappear because i saw somebody one time and it's, i just looked i looked at her and i go it's somebody that had ghosted me she goes yeah i just wasn't feeling it and i said oh i'm glad you said so because i didn't even remember your name <laughs> and i wasn't lying I, i'm again that's my adhd thing i wasn't trying to be petty but I, I literally have to repeat somebody's name in my head a million times to catch it because if they don't it's like I know girls hate, well, don't call me babe. And I'm thinking, okay, what am I going to call you then? Because that is so reason, funny. <laughs> it's hard. I was talking to one of my friends and she said, I just met this guy and he's just, call, he called me babe. I go, ew, that's so gross. And I was like, well, maybe he doesn't want to mess up your name. <laughs> but, but here's, okay, this is a little bit of a tangent, but you know what's funny? When you're in a relationship with someone and I remember this girl and I said, Susan, she said, that's not my name. My name is Baby. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, wait, wait a second. It's not okay. But when she's mad at me, I'm not Baby. My name is Susan. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but no, it is definitely an avoidance thing. And even people with great communication skills refuse to have those conversations. I mean, our phones are supposed to be a great bridge to communicate. I think they've made phones to become a great barrier to not communicate. I can look at the phone and say, oh, I don't want to pick it up. Yeah. Think about it. Once upon a time, we had landlines. You had no idea who was calling. You picked it up. 
Second ring, mm-hmm. third ring. I was in a fraternity. By God, second ring. You picked up the damn phone. Nowadays, I you look at that. it like that. Yeah. Now they look at the phone like the dorms. <laughs> I remember calling the dorms. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Holding the phone. Hey, pledge. Go get so and so. I know. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to go away. I really don't. I think my thing is this. If one thing, if people are under 40, I mean, what are millennials? Millennials are now 35, right? I think that's the oldest millennials are, are 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we got what, Gen Z now, which is what, up to 25, I think now. The thing is, you we've got these people that don't know how to communicate that are my age. And that is bullshit. Because we grew I know. up. We grew up. Commu- I mean, it sounds like like a kidnapping. I'm going to pick you up at your house, take you in my car to an, a des- destination that you're not aware of. That sounds like a kidnapping. I'm, as long as I'm not pulling up in a white panel van, I think we're okay. But you say that to somebody nowadays, they're like, no, I'll just meet you there. Safety for safety's sake. I'm all about it. Let's do this. But as far as calling on the phone and, and you, all you want to do is text. I'm sorry, I misspell words so many times that when I type it incorrectly, it fixes it into the wrong words. You so, know, I, I talk to text often. <laughs> <laughs> so when I do, it's 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 a big old mess. It really is. That's okay, you know. But oh, people I, are just talk- afraid to be vulnerable. If you like someone, pick up the phone, text them. If you like someone, talk to them. If you're thinking about somebody, talk to them, text them, or whatever. That's ridiculous. Don't play the game. Bitch. That's a lot of it. I think if I'm with the right person, it's not clingy. Yeah. I think, in the, in the, I think if we're with the person that we want to be with and we just talked to the phone for an hour and we walk away from the phone and it rings again and it's them saying, I miss you. We love it. Yeah. With the right for person. Sure. If it's not the right person, you're like, fuck, seriously, I just got off the fucking phone with you. So it does to me, I think if you're with the wrong person, and they really like you and you are okay with them, cut it. Cut it off. It's not fair. They should be with someone that cares about them as much as they care about you. If you're just doing it to not be, to not be alone, I think that's another reason for ghosting. It's a lot easier to say, that's my stepping stone person for who I really want to be with. And now they found that, that person they really want to be with, I think it's much easier for them to ghost. I really do. If they're just being with somebody for the sake of being someone they're more than likely they're from codependent, let's be honest, you know? No, and it, it's so true. Like, I had a conversation with somebody once, and I thought that she was, like, five levels above me. She says, so smoking hot. And I'm like, thank God for women with bad taste in men, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> and she, after we've been together for a while, and this was pre-COVID, and she goes, I'm not going to lie. I got to tell you something. She goes, don't be, don't be too upset. I go, what? She said, I guess I'm an attention whore. I go, what? She said, when you're single, every guy's calling you, contacting you, sending you this, sending you that. Now when you're with one guy, unless you're contacting me, that phone is silent. And I was like, I just left it alone. Because my, I started thinking about it. If you really miss it that much, I know we weren't going to last. No, if you're securing yourself, then you should just want to be with one person. You don't need oh, exactly. to when you're with that one person. person. You know, you don't need that. No, you don't. And I and that's the whole thing is I don't think people are being honest with themselves. So how can they be honest with somebody else? Yeah. You have because to you can't be hold, able try to try holding that person try holding that ghosting person accountable. You want to see some major gaslighting and flip flopping? 
enjoy the mental gymnastics. I hope they stretch first. Right. A hundred percent. No, but you, and I've said this before, and so cheesy. You have to love yourself first. You have to be able to communicate your needs and know yourself and what you actually need, which I've talked about before. When you're codependent, sometimes you don't know what your needs are because you're so fixated on what the other person needs that you don't even know your own self. You really don't. You don't know what you need. But once you get to know yourself, you're securing yourself, love yourself, know what your needs are and focus on that. And that's when you can have a real relationship, a meaningful relationship with somebody else. But until you do that and do the for yourself, you're never going to be unhappy. No, it, it, it's, an, it's, it's something that's never going to, it's never enough. Yeah. And that's, that's the key thing. It's never enough because you're used to the attention. You're used to the validation. You're used to all this. And so it's much easier to get rid of somebody because after a while, sad to say, maybe they're not as excited anymore and they're not contacting you five times a week or day and somebody else starts to, I think that's where it gets scary because like I said, again, ghosting is a byproduct of our lack of communication skills and not knowing how to address things. Okay. You know, real quick, what book I think is amazing for this? It's called Attachment Theory, A Guide to Strengthening the Relationship in Your Life. It's a great book. You can find it on audiobooks, too, if you're not a reader. It's a really good book. The beginning is a little stick with it. If you have ADHD, she kind of bounces around a little bit where you're like, uh, wait, what's going on? But no, it goes into attachment styles. It goes into, she touches a little bit on uh, polyvagal theory as well about how you're feeling in your body. I think that's amazing. So, and then what you can do to move forward to have better relationships. So I think it's a great book. I'll put it in the show notes. I was going to say, I think a link to that would be great for a lot of people. Yeah. Because to me, the biggest one was, I used to joke around about it, about the, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And to me, what that, the, the simplest way I can put it is being a communications major and people talk about communication being key. Well, that's kind of, it, it's simple, but it's not. If you speak fluent Italian and I speak fluent Spanish and we're talking to each other, we might catch a word or two because there's a lot of similarities in the, in the, in the Latin uh, romantic languages, but we're not going to get all of it. So the mm -hmm. only way we're going to understand each other is to learn each other's language. And that to me is the key in relationships is to learn your lady's language because when she says something, that's probably not what she's really meaning. Because people mm -hmm. say, well, it's not what I meant. And our attitude is, well, then what did you mean? You've already started a fight. You're not going to win. So right. have those conversations before they go wrong. And you won't have to worry about it. Because let's be real. The minute a woman says, I'm not talking to you, you are getting ghosted. You're still in a relationship, but you're getting ghosted. The main thing, too, is don't talk a serious talk when you're in an emotional state. Take a moment. Get centered. Figure it out first. Then come back and talk about it. Don't talk when you're in an emotional state. You can't think logically that way. You just can't. So get to that point, reassess, and then get back and talk about it after that. I like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So we got to figure out when the next time we're going to meet up live and figure out what other topics we want to talk about. Um, you know, I did mention a couple of two or three places online, and you're right. As much as Tolbert's can be – the reason I like Tolbert's is they've got a great musical lineup, which does not – too loud. Not, it is. It's going to be too loud. So it's a nice place to socialize. If that's all you're going to want to do. But if we want to do anything interactive, it's not going to work. And it's, and it's a very tight and closed place. 
to me, places like the truck yard lend itself to that because it's wide open. It's outside. Yeah, I like that. That's, that's any place it's to so go cold, to. cold, though. And again, that's going to be an issue as well. So the place either has to be a big – I mean, people that go to the Lava Cantina, everybody on that side of Dallas, same thing. There's an outdoor portion. There's an indoor portion. But it's live music. It's not meant for conversation, even though people want to go to those places. So to me, it's having places that have an outdoor patio, much like we went to with the Archibald. I love nice. the Archibald. I loved it. So I to think me, that would be good. a good hot spot for us. I love the patio setting. I think that they have more heaters. I think that would be the place to be. And having talked to him, the owner, I have some questions out that we talked about. He's still, he's still going to get back with me. I guess they're doing really well. They're doing really busy. They're doing a lot of work there. They're doing some good stuff. Because there used to be another venue before it was that. So to me, I think there's another, is it the group that we met in or another one that meets someplace in Grand Prairie? And they do that on a Thursday night. And I'm trying to think what it is because it's an outdoor patio setting. And to me, it has to have that feature. Because yeah. most places in Dallas or Texas, Dallas area are going to have the heaters and the music isn't going to be as loud. And it would be nice to connect. Okay, we started Fort Worth. Let's start bringing it in. Is there a place in Arlington? Is there a place in Irving? Is there a place in this part of Dallas? And bring it forward. I'm not a huge fan of going out to the, the lava area. It's, it's a drive. It's 45 minutes minimum. I mean, Fort Worth is an hour. So we're not going to hit every spot, but right. it would be nice to find out where people live, where they're at, and let you know tell us about the venues you go to that have an opportunity to have these conversations. Definitely. All right. We'll put in the show notes the email address where you can let us know, or you can follow our Facebook group, Your Mess or Mine private group, or Instagram, which will be hitting instagram a little bit more we have not been doing that um, <laughs> but we can do that we're mostly on the facebook private page your mastermind so all right sounds we'll good in the show notes and i'll put that book in the show notes as well all right it's been fun and we will see you in a couple weeks thanks right, so good much night, people. bye If you find this show helpful, please hit that follow or subscribe button. It does wonders for the show so more people can find your mess or mine organically. If you have questions about anything we've talked about, please drop me a line at yourmessormine at outlook.com. I read every email I get, whether that's an episode idea, a guest recommendation, or just a simple note about how the show has impacted you. I'd love to hear from you. I'm Mel, and I'll see you on the next episode.